Grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. At the height of its power, the British Empire controlled over 13.7 million square miles of the world's dry land, over one quarter of the world's real estate. The Mongol Empire of the 13th century comes in a distant second, amassing 9.27 million square miles of rulable land, nearly 18% of the earth's dry ground. And the amount of connected land ruled by the Mongols was greater than that of the British Empire, a contiguous body to rule. The British Empire reaching a more global distance in reign. When you think of this world's greatest and most prominent, most famous of rulers and of emperors, what names pop to mind? Perhaps that of Julius Caesar, Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, Augustus, and Charlemagne. The Bible's own King David and King Solomon receive notable attention as well. And what do all of these kingdoms, all of their rulers, all throughout history share in common? Well, they conquered and they maintained their lands by force and by the rule of law. Now, some rulers have been more of the conquering type, seeking neighboring lands for the sake of better farming and more resources, along with that simple desire just to have more territory. Yet others have been content to live within their lands peacefully and only do battle when their lands have been sought by other rulers and thus attacked. However great any of these leaders may have been, none could do so for very long. The longest ever to rule was Louis XIV of France, as he sat upon his throne for over 72 years. And when that time comes for the ruler to die, he or she must then pass on the crown to someone else. It may be good while it lasts, but it just does not last. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. That was the title placed over his head while he hung on the cross. What had Jesus done as King? How had He ruled? It certainly was not like that of David or Solomon, his own ancestors before him. Jesus never sat upon a throne. He never governed a people for any length of time in a public way. Rather, He roamed the countryside of the Galilean area for much of His last three years of His earthly life. And the crowds that followed after Him, they witnessed many miracles that He was able to perform. And Jesus Himself did speak and He did teach with authority unlike that of any other before Him. And after 
His miraculous feeding of over 5,000 people at one time with only five cakes of bread and two measly fish. The Jews did seek to make Jesus their king by force. They thought that God's anointed one, the Christ, would be their king and thus drive their enemies out of their most holy and promised land. And finally, Jesus did come back to Jerusalem in a public way as he approached the holy city. Right at the beginning of the great Passover celebration. So there were thousands upon thousands of people streaming in to Jerusalem as Jewish pilgrims. And there was Jesus astride on the back of a donkey with clothing Leafy branches passed along on the ground before him. Crowds from the great city of Jerusalem, crowds from out in the countryside, met together in welcome of Jesus into Jerusalem to the great cries of Hosanna, Lord, save us now. Jesus proceeded then to confront the religious leaders, in what could be interpreted as an authoritative move to say now how things were going to play out. But these leaders turned on Jesus. And they turned then to the Romans to deal with Jesus as their chief enemy. And with no one wanting any type of uproar, no rebellion, the decision was made. Upon the insistence of the Sanhedrin, Rome's Jerusalem governor sentenced Jesus to death. In the public way of the Romans, to die upon a cross. And Jesus, King of the Jews, did not fight back. Falsely accused of blasphemy and of treachery against Rome, Jesus remained silent. He spoke not one word in his own defense. He was like a lamb before its shear, silent. When pressed by Pontius Pilate, Jesus admitted that yes, he was a king, but his kingdom was not of this world. There would be no coming army over the horizon to save their king. No last-minute heroics or rescues in typical Hollywood fashion. Jesus allowed them to lay their hands upon him, to strike him with full force, to spit on him, to crucify him. Naked, bleeding, struggling for breath, and speaking words of forgiveness, of life, of victory, Jesus died on that cross. Not the behavior of an earthly king. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And now is the Son of Man glorified, and God 
is glorified in him. A king, dead on a cross. What an end. No earthly reign. No army. No kingdom to pass on to anyone. The eyes of the world, the ways of this world, view Jesus as a fraud, a deceiver, a failure. And they still do. You do not have in mind the things of God, Jesus said, but the things of man. Oh, so true. Man's ways were so predictable. Who would want a king that will only last several decades at best? Who wants a ruler who gives in to death and cannot conquer the entire world, let alone a few territories? Jesus' death on the cross was truly his moment of glory. He had already been given a royal crown, a royal robe of purple, a staff for his hand, a crown made of thorns. Yes, they meant it in cruel jest, but Jesus received it for what it was. True preparation for his coronation, for his throne to come. Jesus Nailed to a cross, bleeding, dying, dead. That is the ultimate king. He is our true king. For in his death, Jesus destroyed death. In his body was the sin of all the world. Jesus was the one thing that would appease the just wrath of God over all sin, all rebellion against Him. Jesus was the one true atoning sacrifice for us all. And by giving in to death, not coming down from the cross, but bearing the full load of all sin, Jesus took the death of us all took upon Himself the worst, the strongest, the most potent of all of sin's consequences. That condemnation we deserved has been taken off the table by the one true King Himself, Jesus. And when He was raised from the dead, three days later, that was it. Game, set, match. Death lost its grip forever. Sin's wage fully paid off. The king was alive again and will never die again. He lives forever and ever. Now, if you have ever dreamed of being a king or a queen, ruler for a day, as the old saying goes, and perhaps you dreamed you could do whatever you wanted with all of that power. Well, Jesus has done as He has wanted. As King of all kings, as Lord of all lords, Jesus has promised eternal life to all 
who trust in Him. And that eternal life He has sent to you in the means of His holy word, attached to simple water of baptism. There, the King of all kings has clothed you with the royal robe of His own righteousness. And He has given you a great foretaste of the most heavenly and the most royal feast still to come as He gives you His own body and blood in, with, and under the bread and wine of His instituted supper as He has spoken it to be so. And that is how Jesus reigns as King. Not with law, not with sword, but with grace, with mercy, through word and sacrament, giving forgiveness of all sins. Jesus promised that thief on the cross who believed in Him, truly I say to you, you will be with me today in paradise. Paradise has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? You may think of the tropics, of a stress-free environment of some kind, or whatever you wish it to be. That is not paradise. Paradise is what Jesus wants it to be the new heaven, the new earth, as He promised. And it will be glorious, far beyond anything we have known here in this world. And yet it shall be home for us. And it shall likely be very familiar. But no matter what that eternal life will be like, it will be with the Lord. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, for you are His treasured possession, His eternal glory, purchased and won by Jesus' own blood. As St. John the Apostle, the evangelist, was given to see of Jesus in His great revelation, on His robe and on His thigh was a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. There are none better, none greater. He rules the world, the universe, with truth and with grace. He is all of creation's king, and you are his dear and treasured possession. All hail the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Now the peace that does pass all human understanding, guard and keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, King of kings, to life everlasting. Amen.